I'm Stacy, and this is the Creative Table Podcast, a place where everyone has a seat at the table because we are all creatively made. Okay, let me address technical issues from the last episode. Oh my goodness, y'all. This is a learning curve, this podcasting stuff. But I think I have it fixed. I finished um, reading about what button to push, what volume to do, all of that jazz. So hopefully it sounds really nice to your ears. Can you believe it's May 7th? I feel like this year is already flying by. Although I won't sugarcoat things. If I had my wish, it would be that May would go by a little faster than the other months. If you haven't already read my latest blog post, you might head over to thecreativetable.net to find out why May is not really my favorite month. So again, May 7th, and we are two days away from Mother's Day. Hey, that's a reminder to you, if you have someone you might need to shop for, you only have today and tomorrow. If you are like me, you remember being in elementary school and making fabulous clay items for your mom to give her on Mother's Day. From pinch pots to coiled bowls to flat, somewhat round circles that were supposed to be coasters. These were the masterpieces that came from our pudgy little fingers, and they were presented on Mother's Day with all the pride and gleaming smiles that we had in us. And many of those items lasted for decades in our mother's possessions. If you are not someone who keeps their children's artwork for serious amounts of time, I'm not judging you. Just don't tell me. I actually still have a coaster that our son made me when he was three years old. It's a little four by four tile that he scribbled all over with Sharpie markers, and I adore it. I so appreciate his preschool teacher for doing that. I'm thankful that I have it as a reminder of who he was at that age and also of that season in life. I was a single mom and working insane hours as a salesperson for the entire southern part of the state for a wholesale floral company. Mother's Day was our second busiest season. Valentine's Day, of course, was the first. And I was exhausted every single night for the few weeks leading up to Mother's Day. I made one half of 1% as my commission, and we lived on that. So to say I busted my tail was an understatement. I remember him bringing his little wrapped gift into my room that morning as his eyes lit up when I unwrapped it so carefully. Those are the moments you want to remember forever. And thankfully, my memory hasn't failed me yet because I treasure that memory just as much as I treasure the coaster his little hand created. Okay, this isn't an episode about children's art projects, but I would encourage young moms to make a big deal over all that they create for you. You have no idea how much it encourages them and how many open possibilities that makes for creativity in the future. I'm sure that you have already heard and read lots of Mother's Day posts this week. Our social media feeds are full of them. And many of us, well, we echo one another. This is my Mother's Day episode that I am selfishly doing for me. Will you hear or read something that someone else has said before? Probably. And that's okay. We all have our unique twists on how we view this holiday. I simply wanted to take a small episode to honor the legacy of women that I come from and to talk a little bit about Mother's Day from my perspective. 
If you know me, which chances are if you're listening to this, you at least know a little about me. So if you know me, you know that I'm a bit feisty. I'm not an attention seeker. I'm more of an introverted extrovert, an ambivert, if you will. At almost 53 years old, I am living in a season that is a shift in worldview, and my feistiness has helped me navigate some of the hard changes in that arena. I was telling a friend this morning over coffee that a woman I greatly admire, who happened to be the mother of one of my friends in grade school, once told me when I became an adult, Stacy, be prepared for your worldview to shift when you hit middle age. I thought she was certainly wrong, and yet she was not. I honestly believe that the women who came before me set the course for the things I'm finding important now. Margaret, Lorene, Eileen, these are my grandmothers. They were all strong and independent in their own right. They spoke their minds with gentle conviction of heart, and all of them served others so well. I strive to carry their spirits in my soul and to become a woman that would make them proud. Once again, I digress. Mother's Day is hard for many women. For me, this year will be the first year since 2015 that I will actually be at church. I will tell you that my stomach is already in knots when I think about the potential hard moments of that morning. Watching families take photos at the photo backdrop, seeing child dedications at each service, hearing Happy Mother's Day over and over again. I want to be happy, and I will fake happy for as much as I can. But the reality is, my reality is, the person who made me a mom is no longer here. He is not here to tease me when I cry at Johnson & Johnson baby commercials or to give me flowers that he hastily grabbed at the grocery store on his way over for lunch, or better yet, to take credit for the gift that his wife actually thought through and purchased ahead of time. Actually, he was a really good gift giver. He put a lot of thought into the gifts he bought for his family. There is a gaping hole left by him that will never be filled. I was blessed to celebrate 31 Mother's Days with my child, Earthside, and I am blessed to be a Gigi and be celebrated in that role. I am blessed that I still have my mother to celebrate and to celebrate our daughter in love, but that doesn't take away the ache and the reality that the link to all of that is missing. While I was pondering this episode and what I wanted to write and say, I looked up how Mother's Day got started, and I love that its origins began with the heart of an abolitionist woman who truly wanted to end war. She wanted sons to come home to moms. I wanted to share that on this episode before I close, close with some final heart thoughts. Here in the United States, the origins of the official holiday of Mother's Day go back to 1870, when Julia Ward Howe, an abolitionist best remembered as being the poet who wrote the Battle Hymn of the Republic, worked to establish a Mother's Peace Day. Howe dedicated the celebration to the eradication of war, and she organized festivities in Boston for years. Today, we have a commercialized celebration with candy and flowers, gift certificates, and lavish meals at restaurants, 
and it bears little resemblance to Howe's original idea. And there's nothing wrong with that. But here, for the sake of honoring how it all began, is the actual proclamation she wrote in 1870, which explains in her own passionate words the foundation and dreams that she held for this original holiday. Arise, all women who have hearts, whether your baptism be that of water or of tears. Say firmly, we will not have great questions decided by irrelevant agencies. Our husbands shall not come to us reeking with carnage for caresses and applause. Our sons shall not be taken from us to unlearn all that we have been able to teach them of charity, mercy, and patience. We women of one country will be too tender of those of another country to allow our sons to be trained to injure theirs. From the bosom of the devastated earth, a voice goes up with our own. It says, disarm, disarm. The sword is not the balance of justice. Blood does not wipe out dishonor, nor violence indicate possession. As men have often forsaken the plow and the anvil at the summons of war, let women now leave all that may be left of home for a great and earnest day of counsel. Let them meet first as women to bewail and commemorate the dead. Let them then solemnly take counsel with each other as to the means whereby the great human family can live in peace each learning after his own time the sacred impress, not of Caesar, but of God. In the name of womanhood and of humanity, I earnestly ask that a general congress of women without limit of nationality may be appointed and held at some place deemed most convenient and at the earliest period consistent with its objects to promote the alliance of the different nationalities, the amicable settlement of international questions, the great and general interests of peace. Wow. I first read that and it hit deep. The power and depth of a woman's words, mothering words, they can move mountains. They can strike peace accords and cross oceans for good change. If you are approaching this Sunday, this Mother's Day, with some caution like I am, can I offer some women that we can each keep in our hearts, each train our eyes to be open to, especially on this day that is so hard for many? Women who we can celebrate, who we can walk along with and support. The women or women who have mothered us, our relationships with our moms or mothers-in-law, might be hard and complicated, but we can still thank them and minister to them by mentioning specific things that they have taught us. We can also acknowledge the faithful women who have made an impact on our lives as spiritual mothers. How about the new mom in the trenches, still trying to figure out how those diaper blowouts happen, because surely nothing that foul and in that amount could come from a human being. You see them. They are carrying a little one while trying to wrangle two other littles. You see her at church or in the store. Tell her she's doing a good job. 
She doesn't hear it enough, and she should hear it on more than one day a year. Or how about the single mom? Oh my, how I remember those years, trying to provide all things as both mom and dad, laying down at night exhausted, crying myself to sleep, simply wanting to make sure that my son felt loved and seen and secure, all the while wanting that for myself. If you know a single mama, send her a note of encouragement, drop her an anonymous gift card, let her know that you see her. Parenting in marriage is hard enough, but on your own, it is unimaginable for most people. How about those who are walking the mountains and valleys of adoption, IVF or surrogacy, simply so that they can hold a child of their own someday? If you know them, pray with them. Don't simply say you're going to pray for them at some point. Stop right then and pray with them. Check in on her as the weeks and months go by. She needs to know they haven't been forgotten. We all know a woman who has lost her mom and that this will be her first year without her. You don't need to say much because words will most often fail. Simply give her a hug and let her know how much you are thinking of her and that you know she is wishing she had her mom to hug. There are many other mom scenarios. You know them. Make sure they know that you see them and be gracious with them, as many will leave in tears from church services they wish they had never gone to on Sunday. Many will cry their way through the day. Many will hide their pain and pretend all is well. And many, many will be celebrating just as they should for right where they are at in the journey of motherhood. Before I close this episode, I want to encourage every woman listening or reading the post on this, As we head into Mother's Day on Sunday, no matter what your age or marital status, no matter the number of children you have or don't have, we are all mothers in some way, shape, or form. Mothers of faith, we encourage and lift the ones who are younger than us. We set an example, for better or for worse, to those who are watching us. As women, we set the tone of our families every morning and we lift our friends every day. God placed us in the season we are walking through for a reason. Let us not lose sight that in the good and the bad times, as physical mothers, spiritual mothers, and friend mothers, we are called and created for the good purpose of God's glory. I hope this blessed you a little bit today as we go into this Mother's Day weekend. Whatever it is that you are doing, however you are celebrating, I hope that your day on Sunday is blessed and that you feel loved. And until next time, go out and find a creative way to make someone smile.